the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let us pray. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we love you, we praise you, we worship you, we magnify you. And Lord, our response to you is one of gratitude. And we want to see you receive the glory from our behavior, from what we do and who we are. So we thank you and look forward to a great day in you as we worship you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. It's good to be back. And I would uh, just mention to you the last six weeks we've talked about understanding and sharing with the Jewish people. And the subject we'll be addressing today is also actually a roadblock for Jewish people's way of thinking, Uh, but you'll just have to wait a couple moments to see what today's topic will be. However, I do want to mention that uh, this is the last week I'm going to mention the sharing resources that are free. All you have to do is call or email us, so ask for Sharing God's Word from the Hebrew Bible. Call us at our office, 813-831-5673, or email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. That's Sharing God's Word from the Hebrew Bible. Now, If the Heart of Messiah program is valuable in your spiritual life, I'd ask you to send us a gift to help us stay on air. And you can call us to do that at 813-831-5673. Again, speak with Karen. Or again, if there are any questions, anything you'd like me to address or answer, uh, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. And I will get back to you or put it in one of my teachings on the radio. Well, today we're going to look at a portion of this week's parasha, 
uh, a very Jewish thing to do. Now, you might not be familiar with the word parasha. It's the section of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, or first five books of Moses, that Jews around the world read on any given week on the Shabbat, on the Sabbath morning. So this is a practice um, that dates back to the 6th century BCE. Now, let me just mention something about BCE. That means before the common era. era. Uh, Similar to what you might say if you were saying BC, meaning before Christ. So, if we're saying it's the 6th century BCE, so this is 600 years before Yeshua that the parasha, or the annual cycle of, of public Torah reading, uh, is dated back to. Pretty impressive, wouldn't you say? <laughs> so the parasha is the portion read each week, and each portion has been given a name based on one of the first words in the Hebrew translation of the passage. And each year, these readings start and end on Simcha Torah, which means the joy of the Torah. That's a festival, a Jewish festival, celebrating the Torah. Usually falls the end of October, um, right after Sukkot, the Feast of Booths, or the Feast of Tabernacles. So let's go back to this idea of the parasha. This week's parasha is taken, in, and if you'd get your Bibles out, this would really help today. Um, Exodus 35, 1 through Exodus 38, 20. So let's see what God has for us in this portion. First of all, the name of this portion is called Vayachel, which means, and he assembled. And we see why it's named that, because in Exodus 35, 1, it says, Then Moses assembled all the congregation of the children of Israel and said to them, These are the words which Adonai has commanded you to do. So basically, Moses is saying in verse 1, I'm going to teach you from the word of God. So let's all assemble. Let's all get together. And I'm going to teach you. So what's the first thing he teaches? Well, the first thing he teaches in verse 2 is Shabbat, is the Sabbath. Work is to be done for six days, but the seventh day is holy for you. A Sabbath of complete rest to Adonai. Wherever does, whoever does any work then will die. Do not kindle a fire in any of your dwellings on Yom Shabbat, which means the day of the Sabbath. So normally, when you read these verses, you discuss uh, whether or not to do it the way it's described or how to do it. And uh, an example of that would be in verse 3, where it says, Do not kindle a fire in any of your dwellings on, on the day of the Sabbath. This, um, the way it is interpreted now uh, by certainly the Orthodox Jews and uh, the rabbinic history, the writings, is to put a fence around this particular verse. It's called putting a fence around the Torah. The idea is this. The famous rabbinical maxim 
is to build a fence around the law. It was published in the Talmudic tract called Pirkei Avot, which is the ethics of the father. And in there, uh, they give moral advice and insights from leading rabbinic scholars of different generations. So the basic thinking is as follows. We do not want to violate the law. And so we are going to create extra laws. And if we obey those extra laws, then we'll never come close to disobeying the laws that are in the Torah, in the commandments. Okay? So as an example, the Orthodox don't turn on electric lights and start automobiles on the Sabbath because in their the way they see it is that is uh, a spark and it's a, a light involved. Now, having said all of this, having to do with the parasha, I still haven't told you what I'm going to be speaking on. <laughs> and that is this. I believe these few verses on Shabbat, on the Sabbath, have to do with God telling you to give of your time. I believe God's heart from this passage is to set aside one day out of the seven days you have in a week and give that one day to God. Look, I know we're in a busy world where we have a long agenda. For most people, that is a lot to give up. But I believe that's what God wants. And that is his desire. And I believe that it is not just a, a old covenant Hebrew scripture thought, but it's a new covenant thought. But let's continue in the Parsha. If you go to verse 4, of chapter 35 in Exodus, it says, Moses also said to all the congregation of B'nai Yisrael, or the children of Israel, this is the word which Adonai commanded, saying, take from among you an offering for Adonai. Whoever has a willing heart, let him bring Adonai's offering, gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet cloth, fine linen and goat hair, ram skin, dyed red, and so on. Okay. And I believe what this is saying from God is give of what you have. Give of your possessions. It could be money. It could be uh, fine linen. But what, what you have, give a portion to God. Give of what is important to you, what is valuable to you. God wants us to be willing givers. So give offerings. Now, the third portion that we are going to look at is Exodus 35, 10 to 12. And it says, let every wise hearted man among you come and make everything that Adonai has commanded, including the tabernacle, its tents, its covering, its clasp, its boards, and so on. And I believe what God is saying here is give by serving. So if we look at these three thoughts, we have give by time, give of our time, give of our possessions, and give, let us be servants, give of our talents, the things that we can do well. God wants us to be willing givers. The fourth concept in this parasha starts in verse 20. 
It says, then all the congregation of B'nai Yisrael this departed from before Moses. Everyone whose heart stirred him and everyone whose spirit was willing came and brought Adonai's offering for the work of the tent of meeting and all its service as well as the holy garments. And then it says in verse 22, so they came both men and women, everyone whose heart compelled him. And in verse 24, it says, everyone who could make a contribution. And uh, in verse 25, it says, all the women who were wise-hearted. And 26, whose hearts stirred. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? In verse 29, every man and woman whose heart made them willing. And then in the end of that verse, it said, so the children of Israel brought it as a free will offering to Adonai. And this is a clear understanding that God doesn't want you to give because you are compelled to give. He wants you to give of these things that you have, your time, your talents, and, and your finances, He wants you to give them with a heart that is willing, a free will offering, that your heart would be stirred, that it would be wise-hearted, okay? And so we have to give with our heart. In Exodus 35, 31, it says, Bezalel has filled him, um, has filled him with the Ruach of God with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in all manner of craftsmanship to make ingenuous designs. So we see here that God is saying that, that he fills with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, uh, these ways of craftsmanship. And so it says in 36.1, Adonai has placed insight and understanding to know how to perform all the labor for the service of the sanctuary according to everything that he had commanded. And so we continue with this concept and and so the people gave and they gave and they gave and then of course the craziest verse is verse 6 where it says at the end so the people had to be restrained from bringing more Moses said stop it already you're giving too much we don't know what to do with them, all of this now I have a question for you Why didn't the people feel like they were being taken advantage of? Do you ever feel like people are asking you to give, 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 and you're feeling like you're being taken advantage of? Why didn't people feel like their offerings might have been used incorrectly? Have you ever felt like, well, I wonder where my money goes? Check out your heart for giving. Do some of you feel too busy to come to services on Saturday or Sunday, whatever your Shabbat is? Can you give so much of your time as to take one day per week and set it aside for the Lord? Check out your heart for giving. Who are we giving to? Why are we giving? Who does the giving benefit? 
check out your heart in terms of the scripture of giving. Now, as we've talked about, oftentimes there's a thread between the Hebrew scriptures and the new covenant because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And are, are the laws of giving, which we've looked at briefly in the Parsha, in the new covenant too? Well, of course they are. And nothing could be much stronger than 2 Corinthians 9, 5, where it says, So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on to you and arrange ahead of time your generous gift that have, has been promised beforehand, so that it would be ready as a gift and not as an exor- extortion. <laughs> I think that's so funny. But I believe that, that God wants our heart to be giving gifts. We don't want to feel like the money has been extorted from us, right? So the next verse says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, sparingly. and whoever sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Look, in God's economy, you give and you'll receive. You don't give and you won't feel fulfilled, what you might receive could be blessings and favor that might even seem unrelated to what you've given. You know, some people say, well, I'll give $10 and I hope God will give me $100 back. Well, it doesn't work that way. God will give you back something when he sees your heart forgiving. And it might be that your children are believers. It might be that, uh, th- look, there are all sorts of things he can give back to you. In verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 9, it says, Let each one give as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace overflow to you. And in verse 9, it says, As it is written, he scattered widely. He gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. And I believe that's talking about Yeshua. He's the model of giving. He's given us so much. Verse 10, Now the one who supplies seed to the sower and the bread for the food will supply and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Look, God supplies the seed, and God will supply. He will answer your needs. You must give, give liberally, give with joy, give with great peace, because God is going to give you an increase of your harvest. And again, it might not be financial. It might be in time and talent and other things. God supplies. We have to make sure that what with what he's given To us, we give. In verse 11, it says, You will be enriched in everything for all generosity, which through us brings about thanksgiving to God. God will bring about a testimonies for his glory. And and for it says in verse 12, for this service of giving is not only supplying the needs of the holy ones or the believers, but is also overflowing with many thanksgivings to God. God is looking at our giving. He sees our giving. It's an amazing thing. And then in verse 13, it says, because of the evidence of this service, 
They praise God for the obedience of your affirmation of the good news of Messiah. So when people see that you are a giver, they praise God. And this is part of what we are to do so that people will see who God is in our life. So it says, they praise God for the obedience of your affirmation of the good news of Messiah and for the generosity of your contribution to them and to everyone. Again, it's all about our testimony, which brings God glory. In verse 14, it says, And in their prayer for you, they long for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Some of you might think it's because of the gift you've given. But what it really is, is the fact that they see God's grace upon you to be able to give the gift. It's all about God. They care about you, but not because of your giving. They care about you because of God is glorified in your giving. Do you see the difference? And that's why in verse 15, it says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Because in the end, it's all about God. It's all about his giving. In Acts twenty thirty-five, it talks about... Um, where they say that remembering the words of the Lord Yeshua, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, the gospel doesn't record those words exactly, uh, but it's definitely his heart and what he would say. Of course, Yeshua did say, Luke six thirty eight, give and it'll be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing with uh, will be given into your lap for whatever measure you measure out will be measured back to you. And of course, Malachi 3, 7, going back to the Hebrew scriptures, from the days of your ancestors, you have turned aside from my statutes. You've not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you. Yet you say, how should we return? And in verse 8, will a man rob God? For you are robbing me, but you say, how have we robbed you? And God says, in the tithes and the offerings, you have been cursed with the curse. You keep robbing me, the whole nation. So in verse 10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Then there will be food in my house. Now test me. And this says Adonai, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out blessings for you until no one... Uh, until no one is without enough. I will rebuke the devouring pest for you so it will not destroy the fruit of your land, nor will you your vine be barren in the field, says the Lord. All the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a land of delight. Look, when you read these verses in context, you read about how God is talking about giving in from every different angle to show you that your heart needs to be a giving heart. Look, this is who Yeshua was to us. This is who we need to be back to God and, and Yeshua and to man. This is God's economy. 
Now, look, we don't have any more time today, but I just want to mention this is the last time for you to receive or for me to mention uh, uh, sharing God's word from the Hebrew Bible. It's a great resource for Jewish people. Email me at rabbi at heart of dot org or call Karen at eight one three eight three one five six seven three. Listen, today I've spoken about the blessing of giving time, talent, finances. Are you blessed by this teaching? Do you realize that this is the word of God? Would you please then consider today a one-time gift or a monthly pledge so we can stay on the air? Well, I'm looking forward to speaking to you next week. I have a lot in store. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.